Welcome, everybody, to the show, your greatest show, where it is all about you. You know, I talk often about how we are living and regaining control with the chaos of life and our business, and that's really what our greatest show is all about. Well, I am so excited to introduce today's guest to you because organizing chaos is what she is all about. Teresa Hildebrand is our guest. She's a mama too, certified life coach, podcaster, entrepreneur, and first responder wife. She is the host of the podcast, Organized Chaos, which we are diving into quickly, and is helping busy moms and mom entrepreneurs develop habits to live with intentionality. As a working mom with a chaotic schedule, she found herself struggling to make time for self-care. Her and her husband, Mark, began a transformation that led them to improve their physical health and ultimately elevate their lives through personal development. They currently reside in Los Angeles, California. How do you like that, you know, profile? It's so fun to hear on the other end, isn't it? It's kind of strange, though, sometimes. It is kind of weird to to hear people talk about you. (laughs) (laughs) It's the hardest part, right, in the the bio and having other people say it because we're just uh, normal people. And I really want to start with that because... Here, I'm a normal person. You're a normal person, Teresa. I want to thank you for being on the show. But I I love the fact that we're normal people trying to make a huge impact in our life. And if we all can embrace the fact that as normal, ordinary people, we can do extraordinary things, uh, that's when I think the world can become an amazing place. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we're all just trying to survive sometimes. Um, and then we're also trying to be our best, you know, and I think that that's ultimately what we want to do and want to pass on to our kids and model for our kids, right. To just be your best, do the best you can with everything that you do. Uh, and yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, we talk about business on here. This uh, this show is really for business owners, business leaders. And uh, one of the things about business leadership, Teresa, is effective leaders, great leaders, don't stop at being great performers themselves. They they build other leaders. They mm-hmm. they they make and they mold and they produce other leaders. And, and quite frankly, today uh, the, of the recording of this episode, my son, I'll, I'll brag on him here. Um, you know, in front of everyone, he is in a state competition for DECA and won second place in this category. And wow, so it was awesome. one of those proud dad moments. And so, yeah, I, I, I kind of cheap shotted bragging on my son in this episode. But really where I want to go is you talk about us as parents, our ability and our capability to build leaders within our family. Mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes we we discount that. We, we get so focused on the business part that we forget that it's really about where we're at and the Mm -hmm. family is where we're at most. And and I just felt so proud today, quite frankly, that here he is, he's 18 years old. He, he won this award in a cool business type competition. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? It, yes, it's him, but we've helped develop that. It was just a proud moment. And what's really cool is I was more excited about him winning that trophy than I ever would have been about myself winning that trophy. Mm-hmm. And when we build other leaders, that's where the real significance comes from. Yeah, I love that. Congratulations to him and and to you too. Like you say, you know, it's we as parents, it's the most difficult job in the world, 
right? And like you said, we discount it sometimes as we're being leaders of our families, but, you know, being the most difficult job in the world, being great leaders, and then modeling the behavior to create other great leaders for our, our children is the, the greatest achievement, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about achievements here. Organized chaos. <laughs> That's achievement. When you figure out how to organize chaos. So I have to ask you here, organized chaos is an or- oxymoron when, when I look mm-hmm. at it. Um, is organization and chaos, do they even fit and how? I think they're necessary. Uh, you know, they have to go together. And I think, um, you know, originally when I actually, my husband, Mark helped me pick this out because I was trying to figure out what I should name my podcast. And it goes back to how our lives were several years ago when we first got started, when that kind of aha moment uh, came to us that something needed to change. And I think that the realization that we had was that we we had a chaotic life and we had to embrace it, but it didn't mean that we didn't have to change certain things. And the, the reason it was chaotic was because like I, in my bio, like my husband is a first responder, he's a police officer. So for many years, I, I was working full-time outside of the home. I had, our kids were toddlers and my husband was working, um, you know, crazy hours and being called in and having to go to court. So there was chaos, uh, but I think that there was a point where we said, okay, something's got to give because one of us is going to break, if not both of us, right? And we have these two kids and we have to do something. So we started to work on ourselves. And I think that um, we also kind of, like I said, embraced the chaos. We realized that this was our life, but we could make it work. And you know, within that chaos, we were able to start working on our health, which kind of snowballed into working on our personal growth and then, you know, learning different skills. And now we are both life coaches. So it is kind of ironic to think that we started off as having like this chaotic life to now helping people create their best life. Absolutely. You know, and so we actually had your husband on the show a few episodes ago and great, great couple. Uh, you, you both are. And one of the things I know about Mark that he and I have shared together, and I think we shared on that podcast, but for those who who may not be aware, Mark and I met by being in a a mastermind together, group coaching program together uh, that was focused on growing our business and growing our health and and, and doing better with our families. And it was a fantastic place to meet up for the two of us. Um, One of the things that I love about Mark, and I think I just heard you say it, Teresa, is this belief that it really does start at ourself first, Mm -hmm. taking care of ourself. And it seems in Mark's case, and I think I just heard you say it, he will say that um, the reality is none of the other stuff took off until he looked at the chaos within and began to organize self and take himself serious. Mm-hmm. And once that process started, your family structure got better from, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Your relationship got better from what I understand. 
and his business has just absolutely exploded. So do you, I, I'm sure you do, but do you hold to the same exact take that really the chaos within is the first place we have to start? Yes, we always have to start within it. Even when I, when I coach other women, when it comes to um, kind of my whole thing is creating harmony, right? Which is like almost the opposite of chaos, right? Harmony. And you know, when, when I start to coach them, I don't really tell them like the things that they need to do. It always starts with their mindset and how they think about things. So it's kind of like the same thing where you don't start to fix the external circumstances or try to, you know, fix things. You have to go inward. Mm. So when you go inward, you start to realize that there's maybe a different perspective that you can have that will change how you see certain situations. And I think that there's so much power in that because now you take control and now you feel empowered to, to make these changes rather than trying to figure out what else can change on the outside, which you have no control over, right? Yeah, unfortunately, no control, which thus, I guess, is the chaos, right? We're, yes. we're coming out of, uh, it, it, it at least feels like we're coming out of COVID. Now, we all know, I don't think we're ever coming out of COVID. I think we're embracing a new norm of, of COVID. But yeah, the chaos is all around us. And we, to me, I honestly think we just can't even get focused on it. We have to look at how we can do our best within mm -hmm. what we're being given. So I love it. Let, let me ask this. You know, we, we talked about the, your, your husband, Mark, who's been on a show. He's law enforcement officer, first responder. And here's what happens a lot of time, Teresa, whether it's military or law enforcement. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I'm out and we'll see someone in uniform and we will say, thank you for your service. And that's all deserving, well-deserving but what we fail to see often is the person behind the person in the uniform mm -hmm. and the life that's being lived. And mm -hmm. I'm just kind of curious. Um, can you share, first of all, thank you for your service, mm -hmm. because I know you're a big part of, of Mark's success. And thank you to all the other spouses, all the other children who support our wonderful law enforcement officers, and, and, and quite frankly, our, our veterans. Can you kind of tell us what it's like? What's it, what do you go through being the spouse of someone like this? Um, it's, it's a lot. I mean, I can start with the kind of emotional toll it takes um, because when you say goodbye to your husband or your spouse, when they leave the door, you don't know. And, it, mm. you know, it may seem like kind of morbid to think this way, but that is just kind of how we, we think when, when we have this lifestyle is, you know, I, I say goodbye to him, but I don't know if I'm going to see him again. And there has to be this kind of emotional, I don't want to say emotional intelligence, but more of this kind of emotional muscle that you need to keep working at to, um, you know, go on with your day, even though in the back of your mind, there's always that fear. Now, you know, anything can happen to anybody, right? But there's so much more, um, you know, danger when he goes out and he puts on that uniform. Now, um, 
there's also, you know, kind of a more tangible thing is like the schedules. Schedules can be really chaotic and hectic. And we couldn't make plans because all those plans would go out the window um, because, you know, he had to go in for whatever reason. Now, that was a lot at the beginning. And it got really hard when we had children because it felt like sometimes I was really just raising the kids on my own because he was working so much. So that takes a toll on, you know, our relationship as well. Um, but I think that um, I, I came to realize first off that, you know, we are so blessed that, you know, he has a job um, and he's actually doing something that he, he dreamed of even as a child. And he's a second generation police officer. His father was a police officer as well. So it was like, okay, we have to have gratitude that he has mm -hmm. this job. Um, but we also have to kind of deal with the, the things that come along with this profession. Right. You know, I, I brought you on this show really to talk to women in business. Now, now men, I don't want you to stop listening here because there's a part for you in this conversation too. But Teresa, that was really the, the main reason I, I wanted you on here. There's a book out there um, that's called Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti. And it, it's a it's a faith-based book. And it, it was based, uh, it's for marriage relationships, but to help us understand each other a little better. And I love the book because it talks about how men's mind, we, we tend to work in boxes and we move from box to box to box. Mm -hmm. And in one box, we are not thinking about any other boxes that are around us. We have the work box. We have the family box. Mm -hmm. We have the entertainment box. And the book, my favorite box that the book talks about, is we have the nothing box. Absolutely nothing is going on. We have this ability as men to sh completely shut everything down. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes to a detriment, but sometimes to the good. The women, on the other hand, says the mind is more like spaghetti, that everything is interconnected and mm -hmm. nothing is ever able to shut down. Mm -hmm. So with that being the model here, how hard is it? Because I think I could probably, and quite frankly, Mark probably does it, but almost shuts things down when he's in the appropriate box. But you're trying to build a business. You're trying to be a mom. You're trying to, you can't just shut it off though, right? How, how do you, can you speak to the ladies? How do you manage this chaos? I guess we're back to chaos, right? Yeah. I love this question. No disrespect, ladies. I don't mean that disrespectfully either. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I love it because, yeah, I mean, especially now with how the world is, a lot of us are working from home, right? So how do you separate your business from parenting, from your relationship with your spouse, you know, from, you know, doing housework, it's, it's all interconnected. And I think there's a good flow to things that we just need to get to. And it's different for everybody. Um, and I think that just for me personally, I will sometimes um, pick up my phone when I'm not supposed to, and start messaging someone because I got a message and I'm sitting at the dinner table. But for the most part, I try to set some boundaries. And I think that's the most important thing is really focusing on what are your priorities and then setting boundaries to make sure that when you are doing your business, that is what you're doing. You're intentional about it. You're doing the most important things 
So you're not wasting time because I feel like sometimes we can get into the process of just kind of wandering around and scrolling, mm-hmm. especially for me, I have this online business. I can get sometimes into the scrolling mode and they're not my most important task that I need to do. Right. I have a lot of things to do. I'm a mom. I have to pick up the kids. I have to do a lot of different things. So I have to make sure that I'm focused. So I have to really be good at creating boundaries and then sticking to them as much as I can. And it's a practice. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're human, so things happen. Um, but, but really it's about setting those priorities, setting those boundaries, and then knowing that things are going to overlap sometimes and to just give yourself grace. I love that. And I mean, such a good answer. And I love that you said, Hey, we're not perfect in it because I teach productivity as well. And the reality is you can teach the stuff all day long, practicing it and living it is a whole nother conversation, (laughs) at least least, uh, holy. I also love the fact that you talked about grace. I want to go here. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things I love about you in particular is you are experienced at being career focused at one point in your life. You're experienced at being stay at home, all Mm -hmm. focused on the family. You're experienced of being an entrepreneur, building a business while still having all the stuff going on at home too. And so we kind of cover the three, almost the three different ranges out there of of options for ladies. You can pursue the corporate, you can just have the family. And I don't want to say just, I, I had to be so careful with the words, um, but actually where I'm going, that might be okay. You can just have the family or you can build your career. Talk to the lady who struggles with guilt. Mm. Because I think what happens is no matter which role you choose, there's guilt that maybe you should be doing something else. I should just be staying at home. Or if you're staying at home, I should be contributing. I should be doing something more with my life and all these things going on. And I know we just talked about social, social media does not help the cause at all, but talk to the lady right now who regardless of her role is just feeling guilty. Mm -hmm. Can you encourage her uh, of how to embrace life and, and go back to grace and, and to have grace for herself. Yeah. I love this. I, I have felt all the different, all the different areas of my life. I felt guilt. I felt guilty about being a working mom. And that is really what kind of drove me home was because I was missing out on my kids growing up. Like my, my mother-in-law was raising our children So I felt guilt there. Then I felt guilt because I wasn't, when I was home, I wasn't really contributing financially as much as I had hoped for. And I think that where it starts is what is most important to you? Like if you're, let's say you're a mom and you're a stay-at-home mom and you're trying to build a business, but you feel guilty about the time that you're taking You feel like you're taking time away from your family to build this business. Maybe you're super focused and really excited about your business, but you feel like it's taking away from your family. Now, there are seasons in our lives, right? And there are moments where we do have to focus really hard on specific things. And some things are not necessarily going to take the back burner, but 
there's going to be less of that. So let's say that you're trying to build this business and a lot of your time is being focused on that. One thing is, like I said earlier, really focusing on what the most important things are so you can condense that time. But then also when you are spending time with your family, it's super intentional. And I I remember that um, my thought was, well, I need to spend time with my kids. But I never really defined what that looked like. Like, was it spending time with my kids just sitting on the couch, being in the same room with them? Or was it me playing a board game with my kids and we were having fun, you know, even if it was for 15 minutes? Those are the, the, the things that I really had to hold on to are those thoughts that, you know what, maybe the, the quantity isn't there right now in this season of life, but the quality is really going to be there. Like I'm really going to set my phone aside and just focus on them and really have a good time and laugh with them and really create memories with them, even though it's, it's in short, like little bits and pieces here and there. So I hope that answered your question. No, it did. I I, I love it. it and, and I think I just want to step back and I just want to get on the soapbox here. Can we all, men and women, can we all just recognize that everybody is doing their best in life? And mm-hmm. although their choice might be different than yours, uh, might be different than mine, can we just respect the fact that they're probably doing their best? Mm-hmm. And um, we, we, if we come around each other and help each other out, we're all going to be much better in this than yes. sitting there casting judgment on someone because maybe they're doing life a little different than, mm-hmm. than the way you do anyway. Um, I love it. I love what you said about the children and the intentional time. Uh, it, it does. It just compounds up. It, mm-hmm. it builds up and to a point where we've just made a big difference over a long period of time and, and just showing up is, is often the key. Um, I, I want to move to kind of a tough question uh, because it's broad at one level. Um, but I find in my own coaching that although the human beings are all very different, we tend to struggle with a lot of the same obstacles in our way. Okay. So when you're coaching women, What's the biggest obstacle that's holding most women back from being a better version of themselves? Um, usually it's limiting beliefs. Um, they range from, you know, I'm not good enough. Um, you know, sometimes it's just struggling to not compare themselves to other mm-hmm. moms. Um because again, like we're all struggling with something and most of the time it's usually the same thing, just in different versions, but we don't, we don't see that because, you know, on social media, everybody's kind of putting up their highlight reel, right? (laughs) So we're comparing ourselves to someone else's highlight reel, which isn't fair. It's not fair to us. Right. So um, a lot of it is, is based on limiting beliefs. And when you have these limiting beliefs, then you have these, these thoughts that just keep repeating in your mind and they create these feelings that don't help you move forward. So a lot of times um, when women come to me and they think that they just need like a list of tasks that they need to do to move forward or to maybe uh, like they need a, 
a routine for self-care or something like that, something tangible. Normally it's not that actually most of the time it's not that it's the, the thoughts that they have about themselves, which create these thoughts that are not, uh, are resulting in the actions that they that are not creating the results that they want. That makes sense. So they're manifesting basically this reality that they don't want because it starts with their thoughts and their mindset. So basically all human beings are alike. Yes. <laughs> Cause I would tell you, although I do, ha- I do coach some ladies, most of my clients are men, businessmen. I think, you know, men are just naturally drawn to men coaches and vice versa. Um, but limiting beliefs tends to be the, the biggest obstacle for all of us. And here's what I like to call out. Um, you know, what happens sometimes when we are on podcasts or, or we're on stages doing keynotes or we're teaching other people, it's so easy for the, the, the person looking up on to say, man, they have it all together, how mm-hmm. they get it figured out. And so I, I just find it necessary to say, I have limiting beliefs that mm-hmm. I have to overcome daily, mm-hmm. not every now and then, literally daily. I have to say, you know what, <laughs> just, just get up and do this because if you don't, maybe no one else will. And, and so I, I know I do. I'm going to assume, Teresa, you have your own limiting beliefs that you have mm-hmm. to deal with every day as well. Oh, yes, absolutely. In fact, I was having a conversation with my husband and normally we try not to coach each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's not a good idea. Yep, I, yep. you know, I have a network of other coaches that I can reach out to so that they can help me through that process. But, you know, sometimes, you know, we do just need to talk it out. Um, and yeah, you know, I was having a conversation with him and um, he was listening, which I really appreciate. And, you know, there was an occasional question here and there, but really it was about just me letting letting out those emotions that normally we just hold in. And like you said, you know, we're constantly dealing with limiting beliefs. I mean, we're human and we have a mind, a subconscious mind and a conscious mind. But most of the time, the subconscious mind is driving our behaviors, driving our lives. And there's a lot of stuff back there. So there are things that we just need to get through. So, um, Yeah. I mean, we're constantly dealing with things, but it's really about becoming aware that there are things that we want to push through and then, you know, finding the resources to, to help you. Right. Because Mm -hmm. we want to get better. And that's, that's the most, most important thing is that you, you strive for progress, right? It's not perfection. It's just progress. Yep. And over time, that habit will become permanent, you know, or, or that working through. And I actually look in the case of conscious and subconscious mind, it's it's literally programming. Mm-hmm. It is just reprogramming, reprogramming till all of a sudden you start to believe it. I always said growing up, if you lie to yourself enough, eventually it becomes the truth. And, and mm-hmm. the reality is you're not lying to yourself. You're actually telling yourself the truth. Well, you're believing the lies the first time. So if you yeah. actually tell yourself the, the truth enough, you'll eventually start to believe it too. And so that's good. I also love what you said, you and your husband uh, try not to coach each other. And and even as you shared the story, I don't really think you were coaching. I think you were legitimately being there as a couple and listening and understanding. Um, A lot of people will ask me, 
should I invest in a coach? Because a coach is a financial investment. Should I invest mm-hmm. in group coaching? Should I, should I? And I'm going to be honest, it took me a long time before I ever spent my first penny on coaching and it hurt because I'm like, I cannot believe I'm doing this. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if it's going to help me. And, and so I've had people say, what is the number one reason why you invest in coaching and why you would continue to invest in coaching? And believe it or not, it's not that it helped me. It helped my marriage. Because what it gives me, Teresa, is an opportunity to um, talk about the things that are important to me to a coach who's in that similar environment and walk me through so that I'm not having to take it out on my wife. She mm-hmm. she takes so much mental abuse. Uh, and what I mean by that is I want to talk about this and that a part of the business. It just wears her out. Yeah. And so it's really helped our marriage when I've taken these conversations to a, a different group, a different setting to a coach. And I don't know, maybe if you have similar thoughts on that, but I just want to share for those who are maybe exploring coaching right now, whether a group setting or a single, you know, one-on-one, um, a great benefit is really your home relationship. Yes. Yeah. And really you said that it, it wasn't the benefit. It wasn't to you it was to your marriage, but in reality, like it, you were the, the avenue where, um, you know, that progress was made. So you had to go out and seek someone to help you personally. And then you brought that to the relationship. Right. So I, I was the same way. I was like, I don't know if I really want to pay somebody to try and help me do something like this. And, you know, yeah, it is an investment. However, I have found every single time that I have invested in a coach or that I have reached out to someone to, to help me, whether it's um, regarding branding, whether it's regarding just my limiting beliefs, anything like that. I have never regretted it because what a coach will do is they will see things from a different perspective. They're from they're They don't have that emotional attachment to mm-hmm. your problems. Right. So they will see it from an outside perspective and they will show you your blind spots. So they will be able to ask you the right questions. A good coach will ask questions, not tell you what to do. That's what coaching is. Yeah. Yeah. They will ask great questions to get you to really find the answers within. Um, Because I think we all have the answers within. We just cover it up with so much stuff that we just can't see it. Right. So when a coach asks you a question and you kind of dig deep, then you can become aware of some of the, the things that you may be doing that are preventing you from moving forward. So I always, always now find someone, if I'm struggling through something, I always find somebody to help me out. And I, and I, I again, I love it. I know this sounds like an advertisement for coaching, um, <laughs> you know, and maybe it is, who knows? Uh, we, we believe in coaching. Both of us believe in coaching. Uh, what, what I'm going to say is you by yourself can eventually get there. You can mm-hmm. eventually, but you're going to get there a whole lot faster with the help of a coach in time compounds. And so someone getting you there faster just saves a lot of steps and you're going to get a lot further ahead of others when you're utilizing the coach. So enough mm-hmm. of the coaching, <laughs> Teresa, your mission as a coach, as a life coach, your mission in life now is to help women find health in the in the chaos of, of everything. Um, in the bio, I was reading it and the word that jumped out to me was sustainability. You want to create something that is sustainable. Um, 
Why is sustainability so important? I know that's a, probably a given question. I, I, that, that's a little bit of the softball. Why is, why is sus, sustainability so important? But maybe the harder question is, what does sustainability actually look like? Mm-hmm. And how can I keep it? Well, I struggled um, with finding, you know, not just the you know, physical health, um, but also, you know, working on my mindset, there wasn't anything that I was doing consistently. And I knew what I needed to do. I just didn't know how to maintain it. So my excuses were, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. And in reality, um, if I worked out consistently or I did some self-care consistently, I was going to have more energy. And it was also going to save me time because I was doing other things that weren't really important that I could have used to focus on Mm self-care. So the sustainability piece is important, obviously, because you want to live a long life. Like we all want to live a, a full and healthy life for as long as we can possibly, um, do it for. Uh, We want to be able to see our kids grow up. We want to be able to see grandkids. So I think that finding a way that you can do it consistently that you also do enjoy is, is the key. And that is, that can be different for everybody. And I was able to find not just the physical aspect of it, like yes, working out or eating well, but I also focused a lot on growing my mind and becoming a lifelong learner because you just, you kind of go to like a whole other level when you start to focus on personal growth in your mindset. And it's just like this, this thing that just keeps on giving. And then you're, you know, you're providing Uh, you're becoming a great role model for your children. And like now our kids, you know, we started when they were little and they just see us as the people who work out and, you know, they enjoy being active as well. And it's just a part of their lives now. So, and we didn't have to tell them to do anything. We just, we just did it. And then they just, they saw us and they thought, okay, well, this is the way that you're supposed to live your mm-hmm. life, right? Being active mm-hmm. and being positive and, you know, um, just loving each other. What a novel idea. We get people to, we motivate people to an action by modeling, not mm-hmm. just telling, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I love that you say that. Well, hey, listen, whether right or wrong, because I'm not the healthiest person in the world, but I'm, I'm kind of like, okay for my age type of mentality. <laughs> but seriously, I, you know, I used to always think when I worked out, I had to go running and um, I'm okay at running, but I don't love it. And um, it occurred to me that I, I guess I read enough that walking is very beneficial. Mm-hmm. And what I learned is I love hiking. I absolutely love it. I mm-hmm. love taking walks. And so I had to change it up and realize, okay, maybe I'm not burning as many calories, but I'm actually doing something because I actually like this. And mm-hmm. so um, is that kind of what you mean on the sustainability part of, of just finding something you can enjoy that can be something that- Yeah, and I love that you brought that up because the, the key is the consistency. 
because you can go to the gym and, you know, do weights or some type of really intense cardio. But if you're only doing it once in a while, then, you know, it's, you're not getting the benefits out of it as opposed to, you know what, I can walk every single day for 20 minutes around the block and do it consistently. Like that's what matters. It's the movement that matters. And I think that because you focused on in the, the part that you enjoyed, that is what is going to, you know, keep, keep you doing it. Because if you enjoy it, the more you enjoy it, the more you'll do it. And, you know, I've never been a runner. Actually, I hated running. I had problems with my knees. And every time I tried to start, I, you know, would start having problems. But then I was like, you know what, I want to give it a try. And I actually, I did, I I started a a program that um, helped me do a little bit every single day. And now I actually enjoy running, not in the moment. (laughs) I don't like the way, I don't like how I feel while I'm running, but there's that like runner's high at the end. Right. You're done. And you're like, wow, that was amazing. And, you know, I, I enjoy that now, but it wasn't part of my story before, but now it is. But, but yeah, it. I think the important thing is that you can do something that is consistent. And even if you feel like, well, this isn't really going to make a difference. If I go on a walk for a few minutes, is that really going to matter? Yes, it does matter because you do it every single day. It becomes a habit and then you don't have to think about it anymore. So I love it. And you're giving a peek under the hood to what was going to be my next question, because I'm seeing it just naturally come out of you. Um, you're a life coach and, and, and you're, you're helping women organize to chaos. Um, what can I expect if I called you up and, and, and we work together? I mean, can, can you summarize what you really do and, and what I would gain that result I can expect? Yeah. So I, I really specialize in helping women create happy, you know, happy, healthy lives with intentionality so that they can have harmony between their life and their business, because I struggled with all of that before. So what I try to do is really get women to kind of let go of some of the things that are holding us back. So really focusing on those limiting beliefs and really defining what they want their lives to look like, what they want their business to look like, what they want their business to do for their family. And so we can kind of create this plan so that they don't feel guilty about working on their business while they're raising a family. They can actually do that together and embrace Mm -hmm. it and, you know, not feel like they can't deal with the chaos of being a parent and a business owner. So I, I actually am working on uh, something right now where I would help women kind of go through this process in three phases, hmm. because I feel that it's really important to not just dive into the actions. And I, 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 I've repeated it a bunch of times because I did it so many times and I failed at it um, that, you know, I, I tried to focus on really kind of becoming grounded and understanding that when you, in order to speed up, you need to slow down. So that is having a lot to do with going inward and really mm-hmm. focusing on your mindset. Um, meditation, I wasn't really a meditation person, but then I realized that just being in silence 
was really important because there's not a lot of silence when there's kids around. Calming the spaghetti mind, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think like that's even super beneficial just to have that where you can find a, a place and a space where you can just be with yourself and kind of like bring down the 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 chaos you know we keep bringing that up yeah but um and and I try to go in phases because there's there's one thing that builds off of another so you know before we get into okay well these are some, some of the things that you need to do as far as productivity let's slow down a little bit and let's really define what we want our lives to look like create some goals and then just go in with it with some peace and some, you know, some calm before we start taking some action. And which takes us right back to being sustainable is, mm-hmm. is what I see. And so I love the model. I really do. I let, quite frankly, I let this podcast go a little longer than I let the other podcasts go because um, I really believe in the message of what we're saying today. And, and I'm going to restate it. And it, it may not be a popular opinion, but it, I'm going to restate something that, that I see. And I see a world that feels very unfair to women because on one arm, you're having to prove that you're capable enough to be a leader in this world, that I can run a company, I can do all this. Yet at the same time, you have to prove the fact that you belong in the home, that you're a great mother, that you're a great spouse. And and, and both of them have to be done at elite levels. It's like this just... From an outsider looking in, it seems like extreme pressure. And so for that, I really felt like this episode was really important today to, to going back to your word so that we can give ourselves grace. So you ladies can give yourself some grace so you can um, find the time to look inward and, and really just be the best version of yourself. So Teresa, I thank you for sharing about what you do and how you help ladies. If there is a listener that would like to connect with you, how can he or she do that? Uh, well, the best way um, you can connect with me is on Instagram. I'm Teresa Hildebrand underscore coaching. So Hildebrand is H-I-L-D-E-B-R-A-N-D. I usually hang out there. But if uh, you want to kind of listen to a little bit more of what I talk about uh, in audio form, you can go and listen to my podcast. It's Organize Chaos um, podcast.com. And I have tons of episodes there with a lot of different topics. And you can actually also reach out to me there. There's a contact form. And we'll have all your contact information and in show notes too. So we appreciate that. Final question. It's kind of a unique one to end on, but I shared how my heart goes out. I really do. I think there's such a load. How can we as men, how can we as husbands appreciate our wife tonight? tomorrow, Mm. this very near future, what can we do to really let them know we appreciate them? Wow. That's such a great question. Um, you know, I'll, I'll share what I really appreciate about my, my husband, um, that he does when, when he sees that there's like stuff going on and, um, I may need, um, some help really is just about opening that communication and just saying, and not even, not even um, talking about, oh, I see that you're kind of having some issues there. You don't even have to say that. You just say, hey, you know, I'd love to help you with anything that I can. 
Is there anything that I can maybe take off your plate? Or if you just want someone to, to listen to you and you want to chat about something, I'm here for you. And I think that that just kind of, you know, you go back to maybe like when you were, were dating or, you know, when you first met where there was like this, ah, I'm here for you. And, you know, I just want to talk. I think just kind of like opening up that communication and just saying, Hey, I'm here for you. Um, I think is, is super amazing. I mean, you know, you don't have to take that. You just say, no, it's fine. But um, I personally really appreciate it when my husband does that. I love it. Big points. Teresa said, <laughs> value her and listen to her. Teresa did not say, fix her. Yeah. <laughs> so do not fix, just listen and be there. Great, great feedback, Teresa. Hey, I really appreciate you joining us again. I really do sincerely mean, I think this uh, is timely. I think there's been a lot going on in our world and just uh, giving ourselves, uh, man or woman, quite frankly, some grace, but yet recognizing that, uh, you know, in the midst of all the chaos, we can find a better version of ourselves and just keep uh, living our best life. In this case, our best show, which is your greatest show. So Teresa, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Congratulations. You made it to the end of this show. This can only mean that you found the conversation and content relevant and beneficial to your growth and the growth of your business. If that is the case, Please choose to subscribe to this podcast on your platform of choice to ensure you do not miss a single valuable episode. And if listening on Apple Podcast, your five-star review is also appreciated.